0: episode of The Kid's Days in the Podcast. I'm your host, Trey Cooper, and joining me... Colman Super. Colman Super, yes. Also known as Clapton Smolo. Yeah, Clapton... Uh, eh, yep, uh, see what I did? No, I a, think so. I, I riffing I, with you.
1: I can't tell if it worked or not.
0: I Clapton? Don't, I don't think yours worked at all. Nobody even knows your name. Yeah,
1: but I reversed it. You know, I did a good old-fashioned switcheroo. People know my name.
0: I don't think I switched... Do people know your name? Oh,
1: I'm a famous man. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You know me.
0: <laughs> much like King Solomon. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. I'm, that's me.
0: Well, if you're that rich and you have that many concubines, you should start sharing. Anyway, we have a great show this week. We're going to be discussing, um, television-wise, not a ton. <laughs> uh, but good for you, because you don't have to listen to us talk about what if very much. But you will listen to me complain about it a little bit. Um, And then a show that we should have been talking about a little bit more, just to give it a plug, because I want more people to watch it, and I don't want it to get canceled. It's true. And then um, after that, we're going to be discussing um, the original Candyman movie and the new Candyman uh, reboot slash sequel. Sequel? Yeah. Yeah. Weird thing they're doing where they just name a movie the exact same thing as the old movie, but it's also kind of a sequel. But it also has kind of a different villain. I don't know. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. uh, Let's dive right in with the now infamous Marvel show, What If and How uh, I Think It Has Turned Into Garbage Can Chicken.
1: It's not garbage can chicken, bro. I don't know why I did that. Bro. Uh,
0: Dumpster fire chicken?
1: No, it's not any type of... The only kind of chicken it is is Popeye's chicken.
0: (gasps) That's great chicken. Exactly. Oh, no. (laughs) This is like tofu chicken. Ew. molded into chicken form. You know
1: what? Just get on with it. Go.
0: Yeah, so uh, what if is more like why bother?
1: Oh, my God. (laughs) I thought you were going to talk about the show. (laughs) This episode I was.
0: To, I just wanted to say something uh, uh, annoyingly punny.
1: It was pretty fun, though. I'm going to be honest with you. Th- this episode was "What if Killmonger saved Tony Stark?"
0: Yeah, and but what it, it really is is "What if Killmonger?" Oh, actually, I have to say this. Oh my god! Breaking the flow of the entire podcast and ruining everything. You
1: ruined everything.
0: You ruined my life. Got a couple complaints from folks. Uh, odd, because oh. they had already seen the things that we were. Uh, quote unquote spoiling <laughs> but some complaints that we were not heavy enough on saying when we were spoiling things so just right up front we're
1: spoiling everything
0: we're spoiling everything yeah like this is not happening live you know what i mean you've had weeks and weeks to watch these things and i don't think a ton of people who are listening to our show are listening to it uh, not knowing that there's not gonna be some spoilers and i think it kind of just Ruins the conversation if we can't spoil anything. Yeah,
1: because we just end up talking around things, and that's not very fun for the viewers or for the listeners and ourselves.
0: Exactly. So uh, full disclosure, full spoilers, and we're going to try and say that at the beginning of every single episode so that you know. Um, And uh, for you guys who haven't uh, watched the movie but are somehow for some weird reason listening to this anyway, I mean... Maybe tune in into last week's episode I don't know <laughs> but I don't think it's happening. most of the folks uh, have already watched the movie TV show whatever, and they've just made a couple of points where they said if I hadn't seen it, I'd be upset about it. so if you haven't seen it, we're f- spoiling everything yep mm-hmm yes, it will happen over the course of this discussion. I'll try not to make it gratuitous, but uh it will happen and I'm not gonna take I'm not gonna be dancing around it anymore so anyway, amen back to who cares? The Marvel show. Oh, my God. <laughs> <You're just laughs> um Yeah. So uh, it's really the question of the newest episode of what if uh, is what if uh, Killmonger became Black Panther, right? At the end of the day, that's really what the what if scenario and is. And
1: also, what if Tony Stark didn't become Iron Man?
0: Yep, Sure, but they don't really get into that at all. The Maybe truth is so? they don't really get into anything which is what my problem is with all the episodes.
1: What about the Doctor Strange episode? Yep, sure, that was good. All right, now be quiet. Now keep talking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, I don't want to actually want to talk about the show anymore. I want people to not watch it. I don't like it. I find it to be uh, really repetitive. I don't think it adds anything to the discourse. I know I sound like a hypocrite because I was kind of talking it up before, but I kind of thought I was going to find it sea legs, and it definitely hasn't for me. And I do, I, it irritates me.
1: I don't feel like you're understanding the point of the show. It's just supposed to be fun, little episodes. Yeah, there's no point of the show. It, there is no point of the show. Yeah. There's none. Okay. Except for to enjoy yourself and have a good time.
0: Except for I don't enjoy myself well, or have a good
1: time That's just because you're, you're being ignorant <laughs> and rude.
0: Yeah, that's what's happening. Anyway, so zoop. Moving past the uh, the crappy Marvel animated show. Loving the the mouth-made sound effects there. Yep. I have to do what I have to do. Zoop. Um, the show that people should be watching, and I'm not saying nobody is, but uh, not even my kind of nerdier friends are watching it, so I have nobody to talk about it with, so please watch it just so I have somebody to talk about the show with, and that is actually DC's Stargirl. Yep. If you want to watch a, a comic book show like This is a really, really fun show. They're about halfway through their their second season right now. It's not attached really to anything else except for to, like, 1930s comics. It's not attached to another property, unlike the other DC shows like The Flash and and Green Arrow, where every single thing is tied in. You need to basically be watching, like, five different, you know, CW shows concurrently.
1: Yeah. Dude, that is so complicated. You have to watch so much.
0: Yeah, and there's so many episodes. I mean, right now, they're just like a, what, a hand, like a... 12 or 15 episodes and you're all caught up on star girl. Yes. Um, you, you get Solomon's favorite, uh, Wilson brother in in one of the lead roles. Yay. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's just a really, it's a really fun show. It feels even though it's set now, it feels like a 1940s comic book. Uh, all the characters have that very classic kind of, you know, silly looking costuming. The, the villains range between, you know, uh, a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers villain, Um, and then what you would see in a you know 40s, 50s, 60s, probably even you know comic book villains. Just
1: Counting up in numbers. Yeah, I'm ends. just gonna go. I'm just gonna. I'm
0: just gonna cover every single decade, <laughs> so that if anybody is like about to call me out and be like, no, it's not the 30s. <laughs> oh well, he said 40s. <laughs> golly, You got me. My God. Um, but yeah. yeah, uh, we've just been catching up on that, and I think it's because it's kind of been part of our rotation and something we talked about. It didn't. My mind to mention it, but it as this show has been ramping up, and I just realized how few people that we have to discuss it with. Um, wanted to you know, once again, plug a giant, uh, enormous corporation because they they need our help.
1: They do that show's excellent and it deserves some love.
0: Yeah, and um, uh, do you want to tell everybody how you didn't know who Owen Wilson was and you just uh, talked about how much he sucked because you only liked his brother Luke?
1: Thank you. Um, so. No, I don't want to do that. It's just because I saw him in, I think it was called Anaconda. Yes. And um, I hated his guts. (laughs) And then whenever I'd look him up, I would see this dumb little smirky out on his face. I'm pretty sure I already talked about him when we talked about Loki. Oh,
0: maybe you did. But Maybe you did. But I I like you to ruin your reputation more.
1: But I did watch him recently in some more things, and I like him now. Oh, yeah. uh, I watched him in Loki and then I watched him in, in Wedding Crashers and I I loved him. So. Well and
0: honestly there's nothing more hipstery than being like, Oh, you like Owen Wilson? I mean Luke Wilson, he's my he's my he's he's actually where it's at.
1: <laughs> Ugh. I wanna be a hipster.
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you're not watching Stargirl Do it. Yeah. Do it. Check it out. Um, and then let's dive right, let's dive right in because we're, we're going to be discussing uh, you know two movies and I um, want to make sure we give them both their due, and we'll start now with the original 1992 version of Candyman.
1: 1992? Yeah, that's not even that old. Oh really? Holy crap! Is that old? That's twenty. 20-
0: yeah, to me, it doesn't seem like it's that old, but in, you know when you think about it, it is. 29 years? But, yeah, it's almost 30 years old.
1: Oh My God, I'm so, I can't tell if I'm young or if I'm old. I'm so confused. 1992? <laughs> <1992, laughs> I thought that was like, oh, that's not that long ago. That's like, oh. whatever. <laughs> and then I'm like, that's n- uh, nine years after I was born? Eight, I can't count. I don't know how to do math. I don't even know if that's right. Two
0: no, Three, let's let's definitely do this for the audience. Five, six, yeah. Seven, six, six. And now we have Solomon doing math in <laughs> I, A minor.
1: I can't do math. <laughs> Two thousand seven minus. That's not going to be easier. Anyway,
0: so <laughs> look, we you watched Candyman, uh, the the original uh, for the first time last week. Um, I've seen it several times. Uh, it was kind of a several times failure failure as a parent that you haven't uh, hadn't seen it yet. It was just kind of a gap. Um, we saw Halloween that's all that matters yeah so um you know the original candyman for those of you who have not seen it is a couple of folks who are writing their their doctoral thesis on urban legends and they they focus on an urban legend uh, that is really popular in the um, uh, Cabrini green section of Chicago and um, they kind of zero in on on this one figure, and then they, well, find out that maybe it's not an urban legend after all. Um, it's a fantastic movie uh, directed by uh, Bernard Rose, who really hasn't directed too much that probably anybody's heard of before or since. Um, yeah, so Solomon... Uh, you watch this movie. It's funny because you just now said you were so surprised at how old it was. Because while we were watching it, you were acting like I was making you watch like a nineteen twenty silent film about Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. <laughs>
1: okay, all right. <clears throat> Let me explain. I don't want to explain. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was just like I, I hate. I hate this position I've been put in because now I, I just seem like a a classic teenager. You know, I don't like any old things. Who put you in this position? You. (laughs) (laughs) You did. Me did. I don't know who did. Someone did it, and I don't, I don't, I'm upset about it, you know? Because I, you know, I I feel like I can appreciate the arts, you know? Uh Oh, sure. And then all I do is slander all these good things. Apparent, supposed good things, yeah, alleged good a, things. We,
0: look, we've established already that you're an ageist, and even when it comes to movies, anything that's over thirty years old, you act like was made with you know in the 1910s. Yep, you
1: were made in the 1910s. Dad. Yeah.
0: Just <laughs> every every movie that's more than thirty years old, you act like it's just me making you watch that silent film of the train that's coming at the audience over and over and over. That again. sounds
1: really entertaining.
0: It does it because it's 15 seconds long, and that's about what your attention span is these days. Hey! Oh, bird. Why are
1: you attacking me like this?
0: Sorry, had to be done. Anyway, so, Candyman. We're watching the movie. So, for me, um, I hadn't seen the movie in a little while, but I wanted to, like, get a refresher before we we watched the new reboot-slash-sequel. And um, I was, like, the whole time I was watching it, I was like, oh, man, this movie holds up so well. The cinematography... Is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, the mm-hmm. score by Philip Glass are true. is amazing. True thanks. true um, And then about halfway through the movie, I kind of had forgotten, I guess, like the the back half of the movie where it's basically she kind of is getting framed for uh, all of these these murders that that Candyman is is committing. Um, sorry if I'm being a little bit vague here, but I'm assuming if you're listening to us talk about a movie that came out in 1992, you know the you know general the plot, plot of yeah. Uh, of, of Candyman. Um, but, uh, I mean, it
1: is a hundred years
0: old, so yeah, but, I think you should know. But for those of you who, do, who don't, I guess I'll play a tiny bit of catch up, but Virginia Madsen plays a, uh, a doctoral student who's working on her thesis. Like I said, about, about, um, the myth of Candyman. And she essentially starts to be haunted by Candyman. And what's, what's the main part of this urban legend that you can remember from the, from the original movie?
1: If You say Candyman five times in the mirror. He will come up and murder you. Yes. Yeah, basically. That is is
0: what I know. But in a really gruesome way that I actually did not remember, which is that he will split you from your crotch Crotch. to your sternum with a hook, which seems like a devastatingly unpleasant way to go. Also
1: impossible.
0: Well, not if you're a supernatural, you know.
1: How are you able to split someone in half with the only sharp part? Being a hook,
0: cause you're magic. He's a magic person. Seems
1: very magical. You just then. have to be strong. You have to be strong to. You have to like. Eh.
0: Mm. Yeah. How can the Hulk rip somebody in half? I mean, the Hulk. It's he can any... just grab his legs and rip them apart. That's what Candyman does, but with a hook. He, he grabs just... both of his legs and then rips them up. He just can go straight up with the hook. So he's not even using a sharp part. No, I mean the sharp part just gets the initial jab in.
1: And then he just pulls up and it like yeah. rips. Okay. All right. You know what? Fine. I'll accept it. I'll take it.
0: Oh, you'll accept it? I will accept this. Yeah. Also, Solomon, against uh, Solomon's uh, disrespect for Candyman has moved so far that he is always threatening me everywhere we go that he's going to go say Candyman five times in the mirror, to which I I'll say, right thou shalt not. There's no mirror in here.
1: Oh, but there's reflection, reflective surfaces. Here, I'll gonna, take your phone.
0: Stop it. T- <laughs> Papa, don't play that. Oh,
1: I'm aware. <laughs> Uh, anyway, oh, I'm gonna say it like four times in the middle of the night, <laughs> and just to scare you enough to get yourself killed, to get you killed. No, it'll be so funny. You'll die also. No, I'm only saying it four times. You'll die first. But I, only... I won't even say it once. I know. I'm just gonna say it four times, and then you'll wake up in the middle of the night, and you'll be like, "Salamad, oh. Salamad." And but then, why would
0: I say Candyman the fifth time to get You wouldn't. Killed? I'm
1: just gonna say it four times, just enough to get you scared. But I'm not gonna say it the fifth time because I'm a kind, loving soul.
0: Oh, so nobody, get, you don't summon Candyman? No, I, I won't. Oh, that's not very scary. It'll just be enough to troll you. That was really disappointing prank. Do
1: you want me to say it five times? No. Do you want to wake up in the middle of the night
0: and uh, you are the one who will get killed?
1: I'm not gonna get killed because it's not doesn't exist.
0: Well, I'm just saying if it did exist, you would be the one who dies.
1: (laughs) Well, uh, okay, okay, Dad.
0: Anyway, we're we're really doing this this great movie a disservice by kind of talking around it because um, I think that the original Candyman is a really fantastic horror movie. It has uh, all the ingredients you need for a great slasher movie. And then they took that and they, they added on top of it, these amazing layers of, you know, talking about uh, gentrification and uh, social justice and the, and the way that they portray, um, you know, the, the difference in how different parts of society are are living and what their different lived experiences are to the point where they have a completely in Cabrini green, a completely different, you know, boogeyman that, that nobody even knows about. And then essentially, you know, this, you know, college-educated white lady goes in there kind of like, oh, isn't this exotic? And, you know, what happens to her is... Uh, brutal. Yeah, pr- pretty pretty horrible. Um, and you have an amazing central performance um, by Tony Todd uh, as Candyman. And one of the, to me, seminal examples of subtle sound design I mean, it's not particularly subtle, but in the sense that nobody's nobody normally comes out of a movie and like, oh my god, the sound mix was so great. But the way that they took Tony Todd's like deep, deep, you know, baritone voice Ooh. and they they gave it this this incredible like, it's not an echo effect, but, but it, it feels
1: kind of like one. Yeah,
0: it feels like it's like echoing inside of you, like up and out of you. Yeah, and, and that's how it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be inside of her head. I've never seen a movie get that effect of somebody's voice essentially inhabiting you. As well as they do in, in that original Candyman movie, um, and and when I watched this movie, I didn't watch it when it came out. Um, you know, I was raised very religious and very strict, so I wasn't you know allowed to watch movies like this. When, you know, back in 1992, so I didn't see this movie until I was you know probably close to 20. Oh my and god! It, and even when I first saw it, it, it really was scary to me. I thought it was genuinely very very scary. Really? Yeah. You're
1: 20 years old yeah oh, I was just raising a
0: yeah you're raised by a libertine, apparently but yeah, so um i mean we're we're not really diving into as many specifics as I would love to with this movie because well, it's just it's such a great movie the The way that they were able to 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 depict um Cabrini Green, I think it was only a couple of years before it was completely demolished all of those buildings, so they were able to like actually shoot inside of those those high rises that had become you know sadly you know really um run down slums in in chicago it just gave this movie this amazing uh lived in feel and then when you got to the parts like where she's in the dilapidated apartments and stuff you the 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 entire complex and neighborhood is haunted by more than just Candyman, you know it's it's decades of abuse and, and neglect and, and you can see it on the walls and it like all those things are just really amazing and I, I could go on, on on and on about it but uh, this is a two person podcast so unfortunately I have to uh, turn it over to the other person who has a lot of really insightful things to add <sighs> such as um, it was really boring oh my god uh, did, you know what I'm not let you. me talk
1: <laughs> dad look what you just said that was beautiful okay and I'm not gonna lie. There's a lot of great, very amazing, interesting layers of this movie, which is is it's, it's great. Like I said, it's it's a, it's very interesting and wonderful. But for me, with my short attention span, apparently, it just was just it felt slow. I like I was I was trying to be engaged, you know, and I felt like I was like in the beginning, and then it was just like. I don't even know how to explain it. I just felt like it was like dragging on towards the middle, and I was enjoying myself. And I felt like there was some really intense parts, and I really liked that. Like we were, we had like almost just as much knowledge as everyone else inside of the movie, you know, like how what we know what's happening because all we know is that Candyman is involved with what what is her name? Can't think of it. Helen. Her. Yeah, Helen. And so that's
0: Virginia Madison plays her. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's all I know. Like, that's all us as the audience knows. And I love that, like, limited point of view, you know. I love that. That's really interesting. And I thought that's really fun and enjoyable, and that made it high stakes and intense, you know.
0: And and not to interrupt you, but there's a really fun twist in, in the middle of, the, of this original Candyman where Helen thinks that she has, you know, I guess outwitted the, you know, Simple-minded people of Cabrini Green by finding out who the real Candyman is. I'm using air quotes, and she thinks it's just this gangbanger, right? Oh yeah, who, who assaults her, mm-hmm. um, and we find out that just by her crediting all of this violence to this, you know, gangster guy, um, and convincing all the residents that it was just this guy all along, that's actually what brings that that. That act is what really her hubris in thinking that she has, you know, figured this out is what brings the wrath of, you know, Candyman down upon her. Because
1: we learn later that he only exists within the legend, you know, the story. He
0: needs, he needs, he needs belief. Which is
1: also really interesting. I love that concept and idea. But I just, I think it did a lot of great things. And, you know, now in hindsight, I can appreciate that. But while I was watching the movie... I was not enjoying myself.
0: No, you were like Oscar the Grouch and you would come out just to say something snarky and then you'd close the trash can (laughs) lid back on top of yourself.
1: Wow. Call me a trash can man.
0: I called you Oscar the Grouch.
1: I love Oscar the Grouch though. I'm going to be honest with you. He's like my favorite Sesame Street character.
0: That makes a lot of sense. He's awesome. He's
1: been my favorite since I was like six when I actually had an optimistic point of view of the world.
0: You should should go as Oscar the Grouch for Halloween. (laughs)
1: That's a great idea. Do you want to help me build that costume?
0: I don't know. Depends on how much you like uh, old horror movies. Oh my god. Anyway, so so you did appreciate like some of the stuff about the movie now that you're looking back on it. Yeah. Uh, and look, it's not like you have a long-standing history of thinking that any horror movie that's a little bit old is boring. I mean, there's no other classic horror movies that you would think is are boring. So this is just like a one-off. Like you you love movies like The Shining. Oh my god. Y- you
1: you you always gonna bring stuff like this up throw it in my face. And you know what? I'm glad cuz I've been talking about this a lot lately. <laughs> the shining blows people. <laughs> all right. Oh. Oh my god. I hate the shining. I want You know what? I'm sorry people who like the shining, but it's like I I noticed a lot of people also don't like it. I'm not the only one who doesn't like
0: it. I could feel an angry mob. If there was a mob of people listening to this, I could feel them assembling. <laughs> if, if there was a
1: mob <laughs> listening to this. Look, Dude, that movie is, oh my god! I'm like face palming. By the way, guys, I think y'all should know. It just it it's so bad. It's not it.
0: I, I uh, The Shining.
1: Yes, The Shining. That shining. The Shining is like cancer for the eyes and the brain. I feel like I. Oh, oh.
0: Man, you're so articulate. At least people will understand exactly <laughs> what you don't like about The Shining. It's just is so.
1: It's 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 so slow and I, nothing happens. Nothing happens. I never felt tense at all. I felt more tense than the candyman. I think the first Candyman movie is three billion times better than The Shining. The Shining is so complete and utter garbage. It's 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 a dumpster fire. It's trash can chicken right there. Alright? It's ah. I just got like so angry thinking about The Shining. Because I never felt anything. I think they did. They they have some great cinematography, and I know that 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 tricycle shot's so amazing, and then the twins being like whatever. I don't, I don't know. There's a bunch of things that's great about it apparently, but the storyline is so
0: boring. I mean, it was written by you know somebody who's considered a hacky, non-talented uh, you know horror writer. It's like a little tiny person named Stephen King. But, yeah, totally understandable.
1: Who was the one who wrote? The book. Stephen King. But I thought he said he didn't like the movie.
0: He didn't like the movie, no. And he directed it. No, Stanley Kubrick directed the movie. There we go.
1: Um, <laughs> You're like, there
0: we go. That hack, Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> yeah. There he goes again, making another one of his travesties.
1: <laughs> um, Stephen King didn't like the movie. Therefore, I am the correct one. I'm sure his book is great. I don't read books. Uh, that's why I'm on a movie podcast. I'm not on the book podcast.
0: Yeah, but you've made it very clear that you seem like you don't watch any movies. I
1: do. That movie it it, it was it was a it was a it was a treacherous I can't think of the words
0: I get to the it. book. If there was a All church right? that was devoted to hating The Shining, you would be its chief evangelist, CEO and head this, shaman.
1: This is it's, it's 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 the worst. Oh, dear god, I'm so upset right now cuz I can't think when I'm angry. I usually just do stupid things when I'm angry.
0: No, like what you just did. Oh,
1: no. I am I still firmly believe that. I've hated the signing since I first watched it. Do you know what that actually is good? Dr. Sleep. That's a great movie. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> what? Oh, it's just hilarious. What's uh, so funny? I don't even need to say anything. You just self-owned. Um, <laughs> anyway, so... That was a very clever ruse that I did to discredit every one of Solomon's opinions about the original Candyman being boring by baiting him and talking about how terrible The Shining is.
1: I still talked about how much I appreciated about the first movie,
0: all right? So I think I was kind and generous. Yeah, maybe next time uh, you can talk about how much better the Stephen King-directed version of The Shining is, which you're welcome to watch. Is that that exist? Oh, yes.
1: I'm going to watch it, see what how my opinion's on it. and. Uh...
0: <laughs> I hope you love it. I really do. I hope it's your favorite movie <laughs> ever. I will formulate my opinions. Oh, it's so bad. All right. Sure. Um, And so now we're kind of uh, running up on time, and I don't want to give it the short uh, shift, but uh, let's talk about Candyman new...
1: 2021. Yeah,
0: Candyman 2021. So like we said, at the outset, this is a reboot, reboot slash sequel. sequel. I mean, it's very much a direct oh, sequel that. to the original Candyman. Um, the villain's a little bit different, or they reframe the villain, let's say. Yeah. Um. And, uh, but it's definitely a sequel, you know. Yeah. So it's just this weird new tradition that we have where we make a movie that's called Halloween. It's a direct sequel to a movie called Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> You know, and now we're doing the same thing with Candyman. And they're both
1: set like thirty. Yeah, the exact, years. the exact,
0: the amount of time that it's been since the last movie was made. Yeah, you know, so um, this movie, the instead of it being, it's still set. I thought this was an interesting, uh, you know, parallel. It's still set in a very specific sphere of kind of academia, you know, and uh, the intellectual class uh, in Chicago, right? But we're moving from um you know colleges to the art scene yeah and uh we're we're following a um uh a artist who's who's up and coming but he hasn't had a you know a great piece in, in a little while um and yeah do you do you want to like uh, walk us through like who directed this new movie um the the lead performer is i think it's, uh, Yahya Abdul-Mateen who does an amazing job, and I apologize if I, if I butchered his name. But, um,
1: oh, yeah, I'm so anxious about mispronouncing <laughs> all these names. The director was Nia Dacosta Costa. dia Costa, ok. dia. no, Nia da costa
0: d a yeah, and I assume that you've seen all of all of the other films that they've made. I,
1: I have no clue,
0: oh yeah. So you're really prepared,
1: oh, I'm so prepared. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so, um, you know, other than the, the the only premise I think that we need to really give people is, like, you know, it, it's set in in the, in the this art world, and the general premise is essentially the same, right? Is that you say Candyman five times in the mirror, and, yeah, yeah. And, yeah it, it, and you die. Um, and, you know, for those of you who've seen any other Candyman movies, it's a little bit more complicated than that. You know, there's always this, na- this notion that Candyman maybe is possessing the protagonist, maybe he's just framing them. Yeah. Um what did you, what did you, what did you think about uh the way they kind of remixed this movie?
1: Oh. <clears throat> this movie uh, uh, an upgrade from the other movie. They they took over the, everything good about the first movie and then just skyrocketed it to a new level. Honestly, they had beautiful shots of the city, you know. Um cinematography was like spot on, honestly. They had this really interesting uh Thing that they did towards the beginning where they like I, I they shot it from up or from they shot it from <laughs> up they were they were on i I don't really know how it did yeah the, so they did they were it. on the ground I'm gonna try and explain it and then you can actually
0: f- yes yeah, no that's fine
1: they were on the ground and they they had a camera pointed up at the all the city and mm. it was like a foggy day so it looked like the buildings were like coming from the fog yeah. And it was like upside down. It was really cool. And you yes. can, yeah.
0: I was all I was gonna say was that it, it's it's an exact inverse of the oh yeah of the opening credit scene from the original Candyman, right? Which is like this kind of top down view of Chicago where everything kinda looks flat and it's a an amazing shot in the original Candyman. Yeah. Um and um but yeah, for the, the new Candyman and this is the blessing and, and the curse I think of, of the new movie. Um, they flip that shot, right? So instead of being shot from the, you know, the sky down, they shoot it from the ground up, and yeah. they flip the image. You know, they reverse the image upside down. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it feels like these alien structures are, like, hovering yeah, in the was clouds. Yeah, it really cool. The, the, the building, the skyscrapers. Um, but and I, I, I'm sorry I won't keep interrupting you, but I, 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 I don't want to lose my train of thought on this. Um, it's also the biggest failing, I think, of the new movie, which, um, by the way, I, I really liked. I thought it was really great. But that is there there are things that they think are a lot more clever than they really are. So that shot, great, looks amazing, right? Yeah. But a lot of the movies playing into this idea of how things are reversed when you look at them in the mirror – and instead of diving a little bit deeper into what that means in society and what that means with race relations or anything like that, they do they do hit that stuff in the movie, but it's really like just in your face and on the nose. They not instead of digging deeper into that, they kind of just go for the straightforward, hey, look, everything is like mirror themed, which means that you know how things in a mirror reversed, we're gonna do that the whole movie. Um, just as far as themes go. I thought it was a, a quite a bit more shallow than than the, the original movie, but anyway, Ugh. back to you just now. It started the movie, and I'm sorry I, 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 I derailed you by by going into that, but because because that, that opening shot is um is honestly amazing.
1: Yeah, I thought it was beautiful. Yeah, B E A U T I F U L.
0: <sighs> That's so, how I
1: spell beautiful, by the way.
0: Um. So yeah. So you didn't feel like this movie had those same kind of pacing issues or whatever that you felt about the other movie?
1: Not at all. Honestly, it was. And I just realized that I completely just skipped over what you said, what your question, was, which was just how did I like the remix version of the so whatever, <laughs> of Candyman. Um, I thought it was I, like I said, I thought this was it was really interesting because they did a new thing which was not in the first Candyman, which is they made him they made Candyman only visible through reflective surfaces. Right. Yeah. Which was it made for like really cool scenes and shots because. Some yeah, if it was like a um like a wall of like glass of offices, you could like vaguely see him walking across.
0: Right, but, but only through ser- reflective surfaces. Yeah, yeah, like
1: I said, so I think that's I thought that was really awesome, and it was like a it it was like a new element to it. I it just yeah. it added a lot for me, and I was like, oh look at him, she's literally just floating. But if you like looked at like the glass, you could see him, which I think is really I just love that. You know the vague sight of him. You know, oh, so so beautiful, so great.
0: And and while I was really sad that we didn't really, I honestly, I I'm not even a hundred percent sure that we ever got to hear Tony Todd's voice, who was the original Candyman, um, in in the first three movies. Um, uh, they remixed Candyman himself, right? Like, they, yeah, they they played on some lore from the original movie. They they changed it, but Candyman is still a um. Kind of a product of uh, racial injustice, uh, racial injustice and racial violence, Mm -hmm. and um, they kind of changed the lore and updated it from a a certain character. But as as they say in the movie, you know, Candyman's not just you know one man; he's the whole damn hive, you know. Yeah. Um, Because bees are a thematic thing, obviously, in in the Candyman movies. Yeah, that was so odd. What did What did you think about this? The fact that in this movie, um, that. The protagonist in the original movie, she kind of gets unwittingly thrown into it. And so does he, right? He is going down to Cabrini Green essentially just to get inspiration for his new art piece. You know, yeah. he doesn't really have a connection with the location or, you know what I mean, like anything like that. So he is in his own way kind of exploiting the, the suffering of others. Yeah. But they really change the way in which he's interacting with Candyman in the, in the way in the original movie Helen's interacting with Candyman in the sense that he is like – he. he he is, it's like the fly. You know what I mean? Like that's the only thing I can compare it to. But yeah. instead of him merging with the fly, he's like kind of merging with this urban legend essentially, which is the culmination of all this, uh, you know, racial violence uh, in the, throughout history around Cabrini green is kind of, would you say infecting him and yeah. and, and manifesting in a very uh, Cronenbergian body horror kind of way. Yeah. So, like, you know, he gets stung by a bee and it, literally just like starts like over it starts body. like rotting him away so yeah
1: it's it's really interesting because he's like um he's finding like you said inspiration he's kind of like growing obsessed with it because he heard a story one time and Helen is more like trying to learn about it from like a um a, like a like a I can't think of the word academic academic point of view you know it's like a um it's a just trying to learn about this thing while he's trying to be like make it a part of him him and his art pieces and trying to right. you know I think that's it's a really cool difference. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I wanted to say. <laughs> I thought that w- that's what I wanted to say. So you can talk again.
0: I mean, look, there, there's a lot of stuff to to, to discuss with this movie. Um, and while I said you know like we're not averse to spoilers here, I, I certainly don't want you to feel like there's not a reason to pick the movie up and, and watch it. It is by the way available on demand now. So oh, it is. Yep, twenty bucks. Uh, you can watch it at home if you're not feeling comfortable getting out to the theaters. Um, and I, and I highly recommend it. Um, yeah, so would I, but, uh, just to go back to something I was just saying earlier when comparing the two Candyman movies, this movie, like I said, it hits a lot more on the nose with its, uh, what should be the subtext. They make the subtext the text, but in a way that makes it feel like the director didn't even necessarily want to talk about that, which is kind of odd. Um, but I understand it, right? I think the director seemed much more interested in making a straightforward horror movie, but then they know they're making a Candyman movie, so they know that there needs to be these this kind of subtext about um, gentrification and you know racial injustice. And but the way that they made that point in the original Candyman, I thought, was a lot more subtle, yeah, um, and nuanced and uh, more powerful. Whereas in this, they literally will stop the movie cold at some points and just explain what gentrification means to you. Like, yeah,
1: that's they did do that.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was like, and like, you know, movies like The Big Short do that too, but they're kind of poking fun at the fact that they're doing it, where they're like, hey, people think that it's a lot uh, better to hear facts when it's a hot naked lady in a hot tub, and then it's cut to Margot Robbie in a hot tub explaining, you know, how, uh, whatever. I can't even remember what that movie was about. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to say like subprime lending, and I was like, oh, somebody's going to be like, that's not what it's about, but something like that. Yeah. Something, something, housing market, something, something bubble, something, something economics.
1: I have no clue. So you know what? You could just be saying random things and I would have
0: no clue. Yeah. So anyway- um, this movie doesn't even do that. Right. It just thinks like if we just stop the movie cold and we're just going to explain what gentrification literally means to you. The actual or that...
1: er, the, the Merriam Webster dictionary definition.
0: Yeah. And then they just and then they just from there move on to the horror movie part. You yeah. Know what I mean, so it's and there's not really but a lot of that that the things don't blend together, I think, as well as they did in the in the original movie.
1: Well, yeah, that's a fair point. But like also people, some people are dumb. People are, people are stupid.
0: Yeah, you're right. And also, I
1: think that's a fun way to do it. You know, you you still get a message. Sure, it might be not as subtle or um, you know, more interesting and special. But I think that's it's it's more it's fun that way. You know, you get told what to, you get you get told the message, right. and then you get to enjoy a horror movie. You know, so I think yeah.
0: Yeah, like I'm not saying it didn't work. I, I mean, I think that the the movie was in. I had a great time watching it. I thought it was really suspenseful. I thought it was incredibly well shot. We got to see some really uh, amazing, uh, you know, Candyman kills.
1: Yeah, some. Oh, these it was so cool.
0: I I really appreciated that um, they didn't try and go back to the well from the first Candyman, where you really didn't know if uh, Helen was just kind of going crazy. Or if she was actually murdering people, or if she was possessed, they kind of have a lot of ambiguity in the first movie. I liked in this movie that we're just straight up seeing what Candyman's doing. And whenever you're seeing like only seeing Candyman in reflections, or like when they pan out that amazing shot, I was was literally
1: right about to mention that shot. I adored that.
0: Yeah. Uh, were they in the apartment building?
1: Yeah, where they zoomed out and she's literally just floating around. Yeah, like tagged. everybody's
0: like watching football in like their apartments and it's like a tiny little square of the, you know what I mean? Like a, like a, almost like a Zoom call and she's like getting like just hurled around her apartment. Yeah, that yeah. was
1: so awesome.
0: Yeah, So they don't leave any ambiguity in the movie about whether or not um, the protagonist is the one who's actually doing the murders or, you know what I mean, is Candyman real or is it all in his mind and, you know what yeah. I mean? No, Which, like, I mean,
1: I enjoyed that, but I think...
0: You, you can't do it again, right? You can't yeah. go back to that same well. No one's going to be thinking that he's not real. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it was really great. And then um, and this actually would be a, a bridge too far, I think, for me, as far as even saying, even though we said that we were going to be fully spoiling things, but um, the the way in the end when they kind of bring it full circle to show you how it's connected to the original Candyman, yeah. I thought was chef's kiss. Like uh, I
1: was literally about to go... <laughs> I made a chef kiss. And he's
0: kissed his own hand. That's not what a chef does. Oh my god! Is know. that how you practice kissing girls? You... Yeah,
1: I, I make a little puppet with my hand and go. <laughs> and then you make out la, with la, that. La, 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 la.
0: <laughs> Oh man, oh me. <laughs> we just moved up into PG thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, if you haven't seen the original Candyman, I highly recommend it. Solomon, even though you kind of thought it was slow, and you're talking to other kids that are your age, and they're saying. Gee, golly gosh, Willikers, Dad, is there an old scary horror movie that you'd like to watch besides Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein? You think for at least those folks you could say it's worth it to watch the original Candyman, if only so you have all the lore to watch the new Candyman. Yes,
1: I think, I honestly, I think that movie is a good movie, and I just wasn't in the right headspace, Yeah. honestly. You know what, That that's what I think. I think it was a good movie. I was just... Because I can't explain why I thought it was slow. So there has to be some... Maybe
0: it's because you're slow. In- internal. You dirty dog.
1: can't believe you brought this <laughs> into the podcast, Dad. As an at-home thing, <laughs> and you've hurt my feelings.
0: <laughs> oh, uh, go ahead.
1: I completely lost my train of thought. I'm so upset with you. <laughs> um, it, it was... Uh, so sort of Something internal must have been going on. And I think that movie's really good. And I think I have a. I, from in hindsight, after watching it, I think I enjoyed myself now. I think yeah. I'm enjoying it after watching it. Yeah. So if I didn't, if you didn't enjoy it then, you'll appreciate it later on in life, and,
0: knowing that you watched it. And you'll appreciate it, I think, when you start hitting the twists and turns in, in the new Candyman and finding the ways. Which
1: is an astonishing movie. Yeah. Loved it. Maybe it's because I wasn't in the theater appreciating a movie.
0: Yeah, that was really fun. I mean, yeah, I mean you go to the theater quite a bit, but you know. Yeah, I, almost right. said, I almost was like, it's been a while. And then I'm like, oh, you mean two weeks?
1: Yeah, so that's, that's a while for hasn't, us. It hasn't
0: been that long, yeah. So anyway, um, anyway, <laughs> the new Candyman movie. Don't need to rate the old one. I think it's a fantastic movie. I'm not going to give it a uh, star rating. But uh, the new Candyman, I would I would say I would give it uh, three, and a half, uh, three and a half bloody rusty hooks. Out I... of five, not out of ten.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, you better make sure you're not yeah. saying something. Something. <laughs> I'm going to go to the five things. Actually, no, because then I'll have to give it a 100. Mm, but I want to do the thing. Just
0: do it. Just go ahead and do it. Uh, no, I don't know.
1: No, no maybe. Yeah. All oh right. You know what? All right. I'll do. I can't. I, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I'll give it five out of five. Candyman, 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 Candyman. Is that five Candymans? Uh, uh, Did I said it. Five Candymans.
0: There's no mirror in here, so I'm not worried. Yeah, about Yeah, you're the good. Curse. You're good. And also, you changed your rating system after you said I couldn't change mine. Well,
1: I'm changing it back. You know, double it, and then subtract some.
0: <laughs> Very convoluted.
1: <laughs> I'd give it like a nine out of ten.
0: All right. Well, I think that you does give it a
1: seven, it, uh, roughly. Really? That's it? Look, I loved it. I'm gonna get a nine out of ten.
0: But the parts about it, the parts of it that were great were great, and the parts that were a little bit too on the nose for me were uh, not great. And well, it make... grinded the movie to to a little bit of a halt there. Eight and a half. Anyway, you already gave your ratings. That's like changing it all up.
1: You're right, nine out of ten.
0: Anyway, that that I think does it for, for this week's episode of the podcast.
1: Don't, uh, follow
0: Don't follow us on Instagram. Don't follow us on Instagram? Why would you say <laughs> that to people?
1: Follow us on Instagram at KidInThePic.
0: And, and on?
1: dot RogueMediaNetwork.com.
0: That's right. Until next time.
1: Make sure you subscribe, follow us on KidStaysInThePicture on Instagram, or follow us on RogueMediaNetwork.com.